is going on, Whisper Nation? It is Monday, May 16th, and we're doing another Mock Draft Monday for your entertainment as well as ours. Give a big shout-out here to everybody dropping in here from Whisper Nation. Love to see it. Z coming in, Calvin Brown. We got the football therapist back in action. Welcome back here. Freak Stomper, of course. Hold on a second. Peekaboo, motherfucker. Great to see you. <laughs> my boys my best friends big travi in the middle there and johnny game time hicks the jawline himself we're about to get a dynasty startup super flex ppr mock draft any more adjectives we can throw in there i don't know we'll certainly give it a shot though but here we are we got the nfl draft behind us we got mock drafts ahead of us we got a full room with you boys really stoked how about that johnny you just look at it, dude. It's a full room. Wow. Let's All go. Right. Let's do it, man. You're the one who's running the room. You're going to play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess play, I guess dude. I am, dude. I guess as, I some, as somebody I know sometimes likes to say, you won't. Hey, what's the score? Show us, Show the, us score. the score. All right, here we go. We're starting All it right. up. Getting it there going. It is. Oh, I'm on the clock. Pizza Belly, what's good? What's good? Drafting and driving technically isn't illegal. I think that depends on who you actually end up taking and how big of a reach it is, if it's legal or yeah. not. Yeah, that's we, true. Who are you going to reach for here with the number one overall oh pick? got a reach. I don't know. Is Justin Jefferson a reach? Jamar Chase a reach? Johnny, I was telling the boys earlier, it's great to see you back in these mocks, buddy. Good to see yeah. you back on Our boy Donnie. Oh, Donnie. You know, real question, though, from a fantasy football side. This is a dynasty startup, right? Who do you have as your number one overall dynasty player, Travis? A lot of talk about Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor, and Jamar Chase, I pretty much see leading the way. Do you think one of those three is the number one or, or maybe another guy out there? Yeah, this is tough. I think so many times in Dynasty, it depends upon your roster construction. But since we are doing a startup and you're putting me on the clock here, I've got to make I've got to make a strong take. I can't be you a do. coward here. It's oh. Jamar Chase for me. Mm. I think tied to the Bengals, tied to Joe Burrow for as long as he's going to be. Um, you know, even with our guy, Justin Jefferson, who you could argue maybe is the better wide receiver. I don't know. We haven't seen, you know, we'll know at the end of their careers, but I just think the longevity of the wide receiver position tied to the quarterback for longer, um, on a team that I think could be very good for a very long time in the Bengals. So I'm, I'm with the Jamar chase love, but I, I think a close second for me is Jonathan Taylor, you know, great offensive line, really, really good skill set. Um, and now maybe a couple years of Matt Ryan that will get him to a ceiling that we maybe haven't seen before. Um, so that that's kind of exciting in Dynasty as well. And this is a good question. The football therapist is asking, is this super flex? Yes, we are doing a super flex draft. Everybody here is live. It is real people here. It's a super flex pickup. So get a couple quarterbacks over here. If, yeah. If you want to, you don't have to. Well, we Brocal started the run here, so it's happening right oh, before hey, our Peter. eyes. Hey, Peter, you're on the clock. Uh, will you Are you going to go? Are you going to go with the herd and, and grab a quarterback here? I am. Oh, wow. And you take Johnny's least favorite player, Travis, Kyler Murray. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that. I think that's sarcasm for those of you listening at home. Uh, I'm going to go. How are we feeling right now about Kyler Murray? 
I'm going to go bring it over to Johnny. We've had a little bit of an up and down. We've had a few comments on how the kids these days handle discrepancy and adversity. Where are you resting right now, May 16th on Kyler Murray? I think uh, he's, he'll be back. I'm uh, presuming everything that I've heard is that he should be back. They're supposed to have his contract ready for him to sign next month or right before training camp. Let's hope. I mean, they showed they gave him they gave him another weapon, a couple more weapons. Um, so indication should be that he does want to play here. He should be here. But again, it is a business and things happen, especially in today's NFL, where, you know, you don't give players what they want. They will ask for a trade and most likely get it. So uh, but overall, I, I think it's safe. I think you're fine drafting Kyler Murray. I think yeah, he, has, no. he has top five potential uh, and actually number one, he's just never hit it. Uh, he's been in the running for a good portion of the season, but then falls off. So if you can get that all consistent, think, which is what we're kind of asking for, right? I think Kyler Murray's a huge, like huge bet to, to hit number one, you know, mm. and I don't mean, I just, I, if we're looking at like, per, first of all, people don't repeat as number one quarterback. Now, Josh Allen's done it back to back years now. Um, I think the last person to do it three years in a row at fantasy quarterback was Brett Favre, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yeah, to do it three years in a row. Um, I'll have to double check that, but I believe that's the case. Either way, I think Murray has that excellent deep ball ability plus the rushing yeah. ability that Allen has. I mean, he's he's basically a better version of Al, Allen all the way around, in my opinion. The problem is that he hasn't put a full season together, whether it's been the shoulder injury or, you know, whatever play calling down the stretch or, you know, DeAndre Hopkins leaving this offense was a big hit to them. So that's another thing you could say, oh, well, what about this year? Six game suspension. I think Marquise Brown is going to help that quite a bit. Um, having a guy with the shower narrative there um, and, and just, you know, other, you know, they have other pieces here, especially the Ertz deal. I think we saw Ertz pick up a, a lot of slack in midseason last last year for this team. Um, I just think there's so much there to like in Arizona. Yeah. Um, and is Kyler Murray one of those people? Like, he's so good. He's got so much talent. The weapons are there. I think it's just the mentality that he's got to make sure he's squared up on. Um, if you ask me, Christian McCaffrey is still available here. 20 picks into the draft. Is that where we're at as a community these days? Christian McCaffrey is coming I, we're, off. As we're interesting. We're in the, the the cycle of the downturn on CMC, right? I wonder where we're going to be at, let's say, when we do the mock draft marathon this summer or we see in August, where we're going to be at. Obviously, those are you know more redraft takes. Um, but I think CMC is one that, like, maybe we're getting a little – maybe it's getting a little too far with CMC. The slander's gone yeah. a bit over the top. Yeah, it definitely has. Crazy with CMC. I mean, this is a guy who, when he's on the field <laughs> – is like rolls out of bed with 30 points in PPR. So like, I think you want that on your team. You Last do, time I checked, I think we like I PPR will, points. What do you I need will. for those 30 points though to happen, right? Like you need just to have be on the no, field. They just give it to him. They no, just give seriously, it to him. I mean, that, I, this is a, this franchise through two coaching staffs, when he's been hurt, they bring him back and give him 20 plus touches a game. Like they don't care about his body. Well, then the last time they've done that, he hasn't finished out the season. So do you Last's think that him coming in this year, they're going to take a different approach. Or are they going to say, let's let this sports car go? Matt run it down was almost drive. fired last year. I don't see a situation where he's like, no, I need to limit the touches I give these players per game, which okay. is kind of, you know, like I just think he's in a hot seat. He's not going to be a guy that's like, you know what? No, let me tamp down my best player. Uh, I don't think he's going to be in a position to do that. And I you know, think they should. 
Johnny, do you think that the Carolina Panthers should keep Christian McCaffrey right now and go for it? Or do you want to see them maybe deal him out? We heard some rumors about that last season. Where's your take on Christian McCaffrey with the Panthers? I I honestly, it reminds me so much of three years ago with Derrick Henry that it's just like, it's just so, to me, it's just an auto, like, I actually wanted to draft McCaffrey in my second round, but I forgot he was available. Uh, but I, it, he he is becoming one of those players where we are getting to the point where it's 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 way overblown. It's way overblown about his injuries, and and granted, to a point, like we were taking him so high, so it is a lot more on our you know uh, fantasy hearts and souls when he does in fact get injured. Sure, but truth is is that. Very similar to Derrick Henry. If you remember three years ago, he was going in the fourth, fifth round of drafts. I actually picked him up three years ago in the fourth round of our dynasty startup. And it was because of why was he falling so far back? Because he was coming off back-to-back injury-plagued seasons. He wasn't hitting a ceiling like we had kind of projected the prior years before that. We'd never and seen him hit a ceiling either. His, right. He, he That year, he ended up exploding, right? But that's what I'm saying for CMC is that the potential, everything is still there. The only concern we have and the only reason why we are bringing this down, which, by the way, we were called absolutely apeshit crazy last year when we tried saying this. It's like, true. Somebody it, came it, on and said, you guys are apeshit crazy. Yeah, and well, yeah. and and something about, like, uh, you know, being Walter White's, uh, uh, you know, helping him out and cooking some stuff in the desert. That was actually said about us and your boys, but – we just what? shook it off because <laughs> because we knew that it was the truth. But now it's, the hate has just gone too far. So it is definitely worth it to me. The uh, hate, that reference, I don't know. It's all going too far. Right hey, now. Whisper Nation, if you're looking for more great, long-winded, metaphorical jokes <laughs> that kind of skirt <laughs> around the issue, go ahead and like this video. And while you're That's at exactly it, right. we're looking for one Skirting more subscriber. There was today. no issue. There was no – the issue was the fact that – with whoever was the the follower that thought we were crazy when we tried to just give them good information. Football therapist coming in, talking about Christian McCaffrey. He says redraft. He's a top three lock dynasty. Tough to say because the team has a potential after the season could dump him for salary reasons. Right. But whatever team is going to go after him is going to be a good team. So it's not like he's going, it's not like, you know, it's not like when David Johnson went to the Texans. Like that's that's not mm. the same. This isn't the same scenario. Mm. I mean, Bill O'Brien isn't out here making front office calls. These no, days, no, hold is on. He? No, yeah, that's true. That's facts. But also, like, I love David Johnson. Obviously, I'm a Cardinals fan, and I can tell you, uh, he was great. But he he could not hold the jockstrap of CMC and what CMC does when he is on the field. That CMC just walks out of bed and gives you 25 fantasy points. And, like, do you guys remember the game last year? He didn't even score a touchdown. He didn't even score a touchdown, and he was the number one fantasy player that week, and he scored over 20 fantasy points. That is unheard of. He does do some – and she does some things that other people just can't do, right? Or at least we haven't seen them yet do it. On, Rich Rebar he said he's like our version of Marshall Falk, which I thought was a really nice comp, just as far as what the team does around him, uh, the, the the receiving ability that he's able to do, the targets that he soaks up again. He is, he in, is the greatest fantasy player that we've ever seen. Christian McCaffrey? Yes. He's better than Jamal Charles? 
on a point no. when you talk about points and overall points uh and like per carry and everything like that cmc came, is he the, came after austin's boy jamal dude no i'm like you I feel vacant no, it's, it's inside true. after that comment. You, the, the well, greatest I mean, fantasy football vacant. player we've ever seen. Yes, I do. It. Can you fill, fill me with something? How is Christian McCaffrey the greatest fantasy player we've ever seen? Do you have any stats to back that up? Yes. Is that anecdotal feelings? What is that coming from? I will. I will. It was a. It was an article that was written. I will find it right now, and then I'll share it with you. But it, it there was a lot of stats and analytics that. Well, one, CMC had one of the greatest overall total point totals ever by any player in the NFL. Uh, and as far as fantasy points go, um, but again, I want to I want to see a little a, bit more of that action. Jay coming in damn early for a fantasy draft. I don't know. We got started at this at 430 Pacific time. Is it really that early? Are you talking about early as in time? You're talking about yeah, early he's talking about time of year, season. dude. dude he's talking about, well, this is what I've been telling everybody, like, we started what in February, March? Like we're not like we'll do it all we want, and it's dynasty for one, so it is still dynasty season. And the other thing is that it's best ball season too. I mean, best ball underdogs got a best ball mania tournament you could draft in right now, and get your chance to win three million dollars, two million dollars, whatever it is. It's a lot of million speaking, dollars. Speaking of that, we're going to be doing a underdog best ball draft immediately after our sleeper mock draft. So Whisper Nation, if you haven't let yet downloaded Underdog Fantasy, it's super fun. Use the promo code TFW after you download it to get up to $100 in matched money. And we're going to be doing our best ball tournament draft right after this. We're doing them every week. Uh, leading up to the regular season. And these are all real drafts, $3 entry. So not too high of a barrier. It's just enough to keep it real, keep it fun, keep it sexy. And we'll be doing these every single week up until the regular season. So download Underdog Fantasy through your smartphone and use the promo code TFW for up to $100 in matched money. And it'll be a lot of fun. We'll be dropping the link for that here as we get closer to the end of the sleeper mock. So I went to fantasydata.com because Johnny's mm-hmm. out here talking about Jamal Charles, right? Jamal Charles' best two seasons, 2013 and 2015, he averaged 20 and 25 points, PPR points per game, respectively. In Christian McCaffrey's best two seasons, 2019-2020, on a points-per-game basis, 29 and 30 points, respectively. Alvin Kamara is still here? Okay, I'll take him. So, Trevor, can you say that one more time? I was responding points, to Smitty. On a points-per-game basis, it does look like we, you know, CMC yeah. is, has scored 30 and 29 points per game in his best seasons, and Jamal 20 and 25. So, so uh, this is so an especially art- in PPR, I could see that situation where it's CMC, you know. This is an article I, I from under, the Ringer. A year by, like the this best is, year, maybe, sure. Like, I'm hold on. This is from well, that's a points per game basis. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's you mean like yeah. you mean longevity? Is that what is that your case? I, I just, what's what's the case for Chris McCaffrey as the best fantasy player we've ever seen? I'm interested in that. It's Five it's the points, games. it's the points per game average that maybe he seven. gets. So, like, for example, here's a 29.7 points per game. McCaffrey is averaging two points more than the next best player, Lamar Jackson, 27.7 points per game, and a full 8.8 points uh, per game to running back Dalvin Cook. Again, this was two years ago when CMC was back-to-back years of dominance, right? 
So uh, just think about that. McCaffrey has been worth more than a touchdown more per game than the second best running back of the season. If you compare this number to the season's current number 12 running back in PPR, i.e. the lowest and RB1, Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey value is even more striking. Yeah, so Jamal, too, has three seasons, three seasons over 235 fantasy points in PPR. Uh, you know, you look at his highest year, what he scored 282 in 2010 with the 282 fantasy points. And then you look at Christian McCaffrey, his highest year, 471. He also had a year of 385 in 2018. So, dang. Well, when I was running up the Jamal Charles, yeah. Chris McCaffrey clearly dominating in that in that front there. I was looking at more of the longevity of the entire time that they've been playing. But I mean, you're sitting here telling me some really impressive things about. Yeah, I mean, this is just fun to do, like look up in general. I, I wanted to look at it, you know, when you made that point and Austin comes back with Jamal Charles, I was just like, well, let's look because. It's interesting. We obviously have a different league, even just when from Jamal, when Jamal and CMC were in, you know, we're seeing a lot more receiving work, even though Jamal was yeah. in that, in that case too. But uh, I guess it was, I, I'm thinking about it. Jamal. This is again, though, the point I was trying to make about this, this offense with CMC, they just every it's all through CMC. Like he is the vein when he steps back on the yeah. field. And I think that's I mean, what as he should be because he produces like insane right. amount of yardage. I'm thinking about the guys, I'm thinking about some of the historic legendary running backs that we've seen. And maybe you can expand that to wide receivers if, if you can think of a couple. But these main veins on their offenses that were also able to break away from the defense. They were able to run up the middle, run to the outside, catch the deep pass. Like what was Chris Johnson's best year when he was really cranking it out? You know, it was... Well, he, had something the, like, he had the 2K yards. That's why uh, they they named him. CJ2K. Uh, yeah, CJ2K. <laughs> but I CMC, just think had, CMC did the same thing. He did a thousand and a thousand. Thousand and a thousand. Yeah. Chris Johnson had 2,000 like straight up rushing, right? Along with Adrian right. Peterson as well. Yeah, so I'm just, I guess it's, maybe that's an interesting show topic for something down the line of, comparing the best of today to other historical bests. I'm thinking of David Johnson got brought up. Todd Gurley came in before him on that. Jamal Charles existed before Todd Gurley was in the mix. Arian Foster. I looked up Jamal Gurley. 313 fantasy points was his high. David Johnson in 2016 beat that 327. Um, That's not PPR though, is it? 407 for David Johnson. So again, like those are guys that are touching it, but again, that 2019 season for CMC, uh, yeah, massive, 471 fantasy points in PPR scoring. And I, is that the best year of any running back during that? But I, I don't have that in front of me. Wouldn't so surprise me. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me at all on this one. Speaking of surprising picks on this one, I we were we're here now th- coming up to the end of the eighth round. And I wanted to get your take, Johnny and Travis here. I'm about to make a pick. But some of the guys that have been drafted here that you would really like to get your own hands on, some guys that slipped. I'll throw one out here. In the sixth round, Aaron Jones, I think, is just – I was like, dang, how is this guy still available? I think he's still got a couple years ahead. And I think he could be in for uh, such a great year this year with the presumed vacated target Devontae Adams is going to leave for Aaron Jones to pick up a good chunk of. But any guys that are on this list here that make you go, whoa, how is this guy here still? I mean, Uncle Lenny in the seventh round is 
wild. That's bananas. I would take Lenny in the seventh round. Like I think I think Uncle Lenny has more left on the tread and the tires and has a better opportunity for touchdowns than like J.K. Dobbins, who's going, mm-hmm. you know, went ahead of him, four four running back spots ahead of him. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's an interesting pick for me. Like Leonard Fournette is screaming value in any draft this year. Dynasty, redraft, all of it. Give it give me all the shares of Uncle Lenny. Yeah, I can see the case against Lenny, like why he'd be in the seventh round of a dynasty startup, though. I mean, we have no idea how that that team turns over next year when Brady's gone. Um, Leonard Fournette isn't a guy that's always stayed healthy either. Even last year, where we loved his production, like missed the last three games of the year. So that's another situation. Um, an RB one uh, again. When he plays. Yeah, it's yeah, it's great. But did you, you need him? You needed him uh, the last. I mean, I mean, J.K. Dobbins didn't even play all last year. I'm dude. with you, but the the case I'm making is I understand why Leonard Fournette's in the seventh round of a dynasty startup. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I get it. There's question marks there. Um, I w- I would agree with you that I think it's you know it's it kind of built. I think it would depend on your roster construction, right? Like, are you in win now? Are you going for win now? Then okay, then I think Fournette makes a lot of sense. You're trying to. You know, especially in the position of running back where you're, you know, mm. going to turn these guys over a little bit faster usually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at, you know, some of these guys, I'm, I'm actually looking for a little bit of a temperature check on them from a dynasty position. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey is another name that for me comes up and I'm like, you know, we know the cliff eventually comes, but Travis Kelsey, it has kept it off for so many years. Johnny, I know you're about on the clock here running your time up. Yeah, but I don't, I don't like this pick right here, but I'll take it. Uh, James Conner going for the win now approach. What yeah. is your feeling on Travis Kelsey in a dynasty situation? See, this one's tough for me. I, like real talk, it's because you're kind of in this pickle area where <laughs> you're in a pickle like, field. Pickle yeah, area. You're in the pickle you're zone, just, dude. You're in the pickle zone because <laughs> t- tight ends can play, right? Tight ends can. We talk. Yeah, they we can't play Tony, yep. Yeah. Well, no. We what that. I'm saying is, say they they can play deep into their 30s, right? We saw Tony Gonzalez play till he was like 38. Uh, you know, Gronk. We'll see if he ends up coming back. But Gronk's like he just celebrated his 30. Jimmy Graham birthday. is like still playing. Jimmy Graham, right? yeah. Jimmy Graham's like yeah, you know, 85, still playing. You know, uh, Gates. Uh, he played back in the day. He played Antonio. Yeah, he played forever. So what a good football tight ends, named Antonio. So tight ends can generally they have a, a longer shelf life kind of thing, especially when you're talking about like dominance. Like you could stay like Tony Gonzalez was a really good tight a tight end even late into his career. So you still know that that production is there. He's obviously tied to Pat Mahomes, but that cliff is coming. Now, when does that cliff actually fall off? Do teams, you know, now without Tyreek Hill, is this a major different game major. plan on 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 how these guys attack and defend Kansas City? Mm-hmm. Do teams start really just double teaming and they're like, hey, we'll let whoever else you want to throw to beat us. Go ahead. Go ahead and try. We will not let Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes beat us. I'm not saying that's what they do, but that is a potential but- that you got to think about. And so there is a lot of concern when I'm just looking at the situation, his age and all of that, but the only one good caveat or the thing that I keep coming back to is just like, oh, well, tight ends can stay dominant later on into their career. So that's why I say it's like a pickle situation, whereas if you get a good value on him, then I think it's fine. But 
there is a lot more concern than positivity at this point in his career. Mm. I want to stay here with the Chiefs, and I want to get your guys' insights and outlooks on the presumed pass catchers and playmakers for the Chiefs now that Tyreek Hill is in Miami. Sky Moore has been added to the wide receiver core along with Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. The only familiar option really over there is Nicole Hardman. He's going to be coming into his fourth year. Uh, what do you see happening between these wide receivers? Which one do you think at the end of the season has the most points? Which one do you think maybe has the most value? I'll leave that one open-ended for the both of you as I'm about to hear make my 10th and 11th round selections. Oh, this is one we'll, we'll continue to wrap our head around as we get through, you know, training camp and, and things like that. But I think I wouldn't be surprised. This is the problem is I wouldn't be surprised if any of them are come through and they're like the guy. But Juju makes a lot of sense to me as a guy to bet on for one year for redraft. Um, just as a guy that like lives in the slot could soak up a lot of those targets. Um, Mikul obviously was good for them down the stretch. So you can make the case there. And then, of course, Sky Moore is the new shiny toy. Um, I think long-term value, I like Sky Moore. I think that that's the guy who you'd say that could, you know, be their guy down the down the line. But I think if I was making a bet on one guy this year, um, I think I like Juju for redraft, uh, hmm. you know, for the single season. I think Can you say more? What's up with Juju? Why is he getting your nod of approval? I think just basically the primary, the prime, uh, the primary living in the slot situation for hmm. him, the easier targets that should show up. You know, a lot of what we've said – for other players like Claypool, Deontay Johnson. Well, they've been playing with the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger, mm -hmm. but we don't say that for Juju. We just say he's declined the last couple of years. Ooh, good point. And I think that's a little unfair to do to Juju, who's now going to play with a guy in Pat Mahomes. It's, you know, a lot more, a lot better than Ben Roethlisberger's been the last couple of years. We'll just is put, it is it unfair it though? I mean, we were we had Deontay Johnson playing with that same quarterback, and he did pretty good though, right? Yeah, I mean, again, like if you look at some of Deontay's routes from last year, they weren't exact. It was just like Ben throwing to him as soon as he could. So I think it was a safety net situation where, you know, I think Deontay's a better wide receiver than Juju. Like that's okay. not that's not what I'm trying to like debate mm -hmm. here. I, I think that Juju has been living off of years where Ben was actually kind of slinging it around in an offense and could soak up those bigger targets. He had a higher A dot, all those things. So um I just think that that's the guy I would bet on him or me Cole, you know, for me, but again, MVS didn't get, you know, nothing money, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's another guy you got to look at too. Although for me, I, I would, I would bet on Juju or me Cole over MVS because I am a Packers fan. I've seen MVS kind of be what he's going to be. A he's fast. Yeah. Once in a while catches balls. Um, <laughs> so it's not is, something you love. Is, is this going to be more of just a spread up, spread out type of, wide receiver situation, Johnny, can do we, do you think it'll probably be like just a little bit of all balanced across the board? I just wanted to get your take on the Kansas city chiefs pass catchers before we jump ahead. I, I do think that, I mean, safe wise, I do think Juju and, and uh, Travis Kelsey are the two safest. You're talking about the biggest boom or like actually win you a week. You're probably looking at, you know, MBS or, or, uh, uh, now, why am I blanking on his name now? Nicole um, or Sky? Nicole. Nicole. Sorry. I, I think Sky is so interesting, but only because I think they're going to use him as a huge playmaker. Like just to, mm -hmm. I mean, they're going to run jet sweeps. They're going to run goes. They're going to run him as a running back. They're going to, I think they will mm -hmm. really utilize him. But 
again, he is a rookie. There's a lot to worry about there. Um, and it is a crowded wide receiver room now. It really is. Yeah. So um, that's why I just say that Juju, we've seen it before. What's so wild to me still is the fact that Juju is only 25 years old. Like he's so young. And so you're, you're like, you really, well, you don't dance. What's wrong with that? Oh, I thought. No, I think it's crazy. I think it's yeah, nuts. Yeah. Like Juju Smith-Schuster feels like he's been in the league forever, for right. like a decade. It feels and what like. was what was wild was just just like three to four years ago, we were talking about how Juju was going to be that next rising star in the NFL, and how he had he had really shown how good of a football player was. But to Travis's point. I think it was a lot that system that was not allowing Juju to really flourish. It wasn't that he was he, that he lost all his talent. It wasn't like the Monstars, you know, we're like we're gonna do Space Jam of football and go steal Juju's talent. Mm-hmm. I just think that it was the you know like quick three step out. They have to get it to De- Deontay or they're going deep. Uh, yeah, I don't even like, think it was like they had to get it to Deontay. I feel like that but between that offensive line in Pittsburgh and Ben's arm, that's why Deontay soaked up so many targets. And not not to take anything from Deontay. I think he's a great wide receiver. I think he's earned a ton of his right. targets. But I think he just became such a safety net for Ben that you looked at some of these routes he ran, and you're like, that's not even the route he ran. Like, he just didn't come back there because right. that's the what Ben could complete. Right. And so I think that's where you got a lot of that with – you know, Ooh, really, I like that. Um, Najee, Pat Fryermuth, and Deontay, these guys that soaked up, you know, a lot of stuff. And I think, you know, you look at Andy Reid's scheme, and he's had some of these guys kind of live in the slot that that were successful. Think of Jeremy Macklin, um, you know, and I, I just think that what they want to do on this offense, I don't know, it's tough because at the same time, you could say, oh, well, he couldn't do it on a on a very crowded wide receiver room before. But, I, you know, I'm trying to give him a little bit of the discount with Big Ben that we've been given a guy like Claypool or Deontay over the last couple of years. And I think that's why Juju, if you if you gave me one bet for this year, I think Juju makes a lot of sense to me. Where yeah. I think actually the real answer is probably that they cannibalize each other and that we don't get one clear guy other than Travis Kelsey and we get a bunch of 14 to 17 percent target market share guys. And there's not anyone you really like. But I think it doesn't matter. Investing in one of those guys this offseason is the way to do it. Nicole's going to be cheaper than Juju, I would imagine. So that oh, yeah. makes a lot of sense to go and get Nicole, especially because, you know, you imagine, oh, well, Nicole, you know, they're over him because they drafted Sky Moore. Well, you know, Nicole was big for them again down the stretch in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, they said as much in, in the combine, but then they went and drafted Sky Moore. So we can't just immediately throw out Nicole uh, Hardman either. So. Um, Nicole set up for kind of a sneaky spot. My, my finished year well, and he's got a vacated set of targets ahead of him. And I know Sky Moore is there, but like Sky Moore was drafted in a similar way that Nicole was drafted to assume presumably fill in for Tyree Kill, who right. is now finally gone. Yeah, my advice is just kind of like draft one of them. Make sure you get one. Yeah, you that's know? Like, yeah. I think it's just you got to try and invest in in one of them here. And that's the case thing, of getting like, keep one. Well, it's I I'm with Travis and like I go into the draft and I'm like, if I'm going to get a Kansas City wide receiver, I'm going for Juju. I think that Juju is the safest one or that has the highest likelihood to actually produce and be uh, an every week starter. But to also what Travis is saying as well is like, 
I would not be one bit surprised at all if it was, you know, one week it is, uh, you know, Sky Moore. The other mm-hmm. week it is Juju. The other week it is, uh, you know, uh, but when you go in, so like that's what I mean. When I go in, I'm I'm going in to try to get Juju. If someone takes Juju, I, I have no no problem going and getting Miko way down in the draft. Yeah, I like that as a case of just the cheapest one is the one that I'm kind of interested in. This other questions on some young playmakers. The football therapist coming in asking, not because I'm drafted him, but thoughts on Dotson, Johan Dotson's value. Crazy how in most startup drafts I've done, he's going far past other round one rookies you know we did a rounds one and two rookie draft breakdown essentially where we walked picks one two three four five we did all the first 12 picks for round one and then we've done all of the second round picks with all of the third round picks coming up this week and we had Dotson going in the second round we really like him. We like his play style. We like the pit bull nature that he brings to the table. We know that Terry McLaurin might not be there in a year from now, which we think would be good for Dotson's overall value. I think Carson Wentz behind center is the best situation for all the pass catchers in Washington, at least for the last couple of years. But I, I, I like that his value is slipping. If you're able to pick him up there, I get a little bit why it's falling to me, he is behind those other round one rookie wide receivers, Chris Olave, Christian Watson, um, Sky Moore, as we mentioned uh, earlier. But I think he's a steal in a lot of ways. I really like the upside that Dotson brings to the table. It's funny because we get we do this in fantasy every year. There's a driving narrative that we all kind of like attached to. And Jahan Dotson was maybe a guy that we all attached to the narrative of like Washington reached for this guy. Probably didn't need to take him there. They could have waited. Uh, not saying they could have waited and got him, but like basically the big six wide receivers had gone. They didn't need to take Dotson in the first. They could have gotten a wide receiver later. So that has pushed him down, obviously, in dynasty uh, drafts. But there is the conflicting, you know, the antithesis narrative, so to speak, with Dotson, where, look, McLaurin's contract is coming up. They may not want to pay him. And Dotson walks into being the number one team or the number one wide receiver on this team in two years or a year and a half or whatever it is, you know, and then it's a situation where like he's kind of similar, at least in play style as a McLaurin, a a burner, a deep threat, a guy that's, you know, can go get the ball for them. And, you know, I, I think there is questions, you know, especially with Carson Wentz, like, yes, to Austin's point, he is the best quarterback they've had in a couple of years. But I think that says more about Washington than it does, you know, about Carson Wentz. And I think that they're, you know, they can get out of Carson Wentz's contract next year. Like they, they have no allegiance to Carson yeah. Wentz. So, I, you know, there could be turnover with the quarterback. That's kind of the questionable thing in Dynasty. But I do think him going in like the second round of a rookie drafts is a steal. And I'm trying to see because uh, FF Therapist said I got him here. Yeah, he got him in the 12th here. So, like, you look at that, I think that's that's pretty good. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Uh, uh, I I I don't think Dotson's gonna be anything. Yeah. I I'm not. Uh, I think I know. I watch the tape. Is he electric? Does he make some nice moves? I absolutely uh, yes, he does. the The tape shows that he has some some burst. Definitely makes some nice plays. But let me just ask you this: How many times has Ron Rivera had a top twelve wide receiver? Like how many, like, I, I, I know one, I, I honestly, and the reason I, I only know of one real talk, maybe, maybe uh, who was the wide receiver that was Cam Newton's dude, the big, the bigger Calvin guy, Benjamin. Yeah. Calvin yeah. Benjamin. Calvin Benjamin. Calvin Benjamin. Calvin Benjamin. Yeah. So that him? I'm Cal- Calvin Benjamin. And then right. I, I'd have to see maybe Stevie Smith 
uh, on a year was a wide receiver one, maybe. Um, But when you're looking at Dotson, the reason why I don't think he's a one for one, like he he just screams to me um, that they, they are going to use him in a way that we are not going to be, it's not going to satisfy us as fantasy Mm -hmm. players. Uh, He's 5'11", 181 pounds. That's not big. That's not huge. That's not Terry McLaurin size. He's fast. I'll give him four, four, three, really, really fast. But, you know, player comps has tire tire Lockett uh, for him. And I just think of that offense. I barely want the number one. I'm trying to scream to get the number one Terry McLaurin more targets and I, to, to no avail. And then I'm supposed to now buy into a secondary wide receiver for this system. It's just I, I I'm out. I'm just I'm, to play devil's advocate because I, I agree a lot with what Johnny's saying here. To get him in the 12th round of a startup and then the second round of a rookie dynasty draft when the guy was drafted with the first round capital, like that's that's basically what you're going for. You're yeah. going for the fact that he's going to be priced in if they don't want to pay Terry or Terry's negotiations go south, which I mean, we're seeing it like they're turning wide receivers into running backs in the NFL right now. They're just mm-hmm. turning them over to the next team that'll pay him. So the writing's on the wall for McLaurin to not be on this team after next year. And so that's what I think you buy into when you buy into Dotson is you're saying the path is there for him to be the number one. I agree with you. I thought that was well said. Like I'm, I'm screaming for McLaurin to be more involved, but you know, are, are we so sure Ron Rivera is on the team next year? Like, uh, yeah, are, we yeah. so, are we so sure that Wentz or McLaurin or any of these guys are on the team? No, but we are sure that the Washington commandos as Austin likes to call them used first round capital on Jahan Dotson, which means what if he does suck, Johnny, you could be right. And I'm, I, you know, maybe you are. They're going to give him more chances to keep proving that he sucks. Yeah. Fair point. You know, because he's, he's got first round capital. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, look at this, man. We wrapped it up. There we go. Scott made it. Love that. He's excited for the best ball tourney, which is going to be coming up here in just a little bit. And boys, I'm getting this best ball tournament set up. I know that we're going to have to start the best ball tournament as soon as we fill up that lobby. So, but I, we also love to do our draft grades, right? On this. Yeah, so yeah, I'll get this, y'all get this launched up and perhaps we can, are we doing draft grades for other members or are we doing a breakdown of our own teams? What does Whisper Nation want? Let us know in the comments. Whisper Nation, if we should break down other teams or our teams, let us know and we'll go. I only say that because most of the time Whisper Nation has let us know by now. And they're like, Professor oh, Ron's not here today. Yeah, Ron's yeah, not here like, to push talk, the talk about your team. I, I think if we have limited time, let's try walk, rocking through Whisper Nation. Doesn't let's that make do sense? Uh, you want to start us off here, Travis? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with Maybe. Smitty Spaytow uh, for running this. Remember, Dynasty PPR Superflex uh, startup. So he went Jonathan Taylor at 1 2. His other running backs were Aaron Jones, 6.9, Ezekiel Elliott, 7. Uh, Elijah Mitchell in the eighth and Tony Pollard at the ninth. All, Aaron Jones drafted a 6.9. I forgot the nice there. Yeah, Sorry. that was Naheem Hines in the, in the 13th round um, to kind of handcuff, I guess you'd say, Jonathan Taylor. At his quarterback position, he took Russell Wilson in the second, Trey Lance in the third, and Matt Ryan in the 15th. Love the upside of Lance, and I like that kind of pairing of Matt Ryan at the end there to kind of go with that. Obviously, Dynasty, so you'll want to – be in that market for that third quarterback uh, down the line at wide receiver. He took Drake London in the fourth, Mike Evans in the fifth, then Renfro in the 11th, 
Nice value there. Calvin Ridley in the 12th and Michael Gallup in the 14th. Uh, Johnny, are we starting three wide receivers in this league? I just wanted to know really quick. Two, two wide, two wide receivers. receivers. Okay. But, and then at tight end, he went Dawson Knox in the 10th. And that wraps it up for his skill position players. Obviously, we didn't draft defense or tight end here. Um, yeah, I think this team is – I think this is pretty well put together here. Um, I, I I struggle with your wide receiver depth, and I'll just turn it to the guys here or what they kind of think of this. Um, but I think that's where he kind of gets the knock for me as wide receiver depth. Yeah, that's going to stick for me as well. I don't see a ton of ceiling either from the starting side. Like Mike Evans is locked in, and then you're probably rotating. Drake London, depending on how he starts off his NFL career. Hunter Renfro, how does he pick up his amazing season last year? But there's a reason why he had such a great year. He is the age he is, and he's still going in the 11th round of this mock right now. Is that blasphemous? We'll find out. But there's a reason why, at least right now, if I have to say it out loud, I will. But so you're going to be rotating that second wide receiver. And there's there's and then Calvin Ridley's probably not going to play this year. Gallup, Gallup could be filling in there too. So that that is the concern. And then his second quarterback won't be playing. Might Matt Ryan might be his second quarterback as as well. Right. So like Trey Lance is still, you know, got Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. We've got a lot of question marks surrounding that situation. Football therapist saying London is only 20. Guy can be elite for many, many years. No doubt. We are just talking, though, on this year of, of how that could come. But, yeah, long term, I think it's a really nice snag. Give him B plus. B plus. I've got it as a B. I'm just a little bit concerned about the second quarterback. Um, I But I'm not overly concerned. And then the wide receivers. Great running back situation, though. Jonathan Taylor Jones made a comment about that. Um mm. Travis, yeah. what, did you, what grade did you give? I border on like a B minus C plus. I think the wide receivers for me, like, yeah, London and Evans, that's great. But you're top heavy at wide receiver. I love Renfro's value. Ridley, you can't use this year. And Gallup, you know, we don't really know if Gallup's mm-hmm. going to be ready for the start of the season. Like we like Gallup, um, but he could be, you know, slow to start. <laughs> Anyone notice which rookies were, wear, were wearing Crocs? At the combine, mm-hmm. notice interested to notice which yeah. ones are gonna be wearing him to training camp. There he is. Yeah, What's going on, Ron? guys. Okay. I and boys, are you filled up in there? Did you join the draft oh, before you fill, posted? Oh, the I, I'm we in. Filled up oh. in there, dude. Oh, I'm okay. in. We got three left, three spots. Yeah. Oh, good. I had to refresh. All right, All so right. we're gonna get we're, we're gonna get cracking through these other teams to do our rankings of but whisper nation we got three spots open in our best ball two spots now two Two spots now hey oh and we're going to be jumping over to that as soon as it's filled up so one uh, person now we're about to have to go right over to this we got breaking news here every time austin says it he's like oh no people hey we're getting it hey we're taking a you know, taking a look at the FF Therapist's draft here, I'll jump into this one. Jamar Chase, who's probably the number one overall dynasty player here, uh, pairs him up along with Deshaun Watson, who's coming back playing football again. That's exciting for football's sake, and he's still hella young. So that's nice. Also, and he gets you guys, fields. Do you see how the NFL is supposedly wrapping up there, are supposed to wrap up the Deshaun Watson investigation? How's that? 
I don't know. I just saw that that was a, that was the headline of the article. It was like NFL is supposed to be wrapping up the investigation on Deshaun Watson like this week, I think. So maybe we get, you know, is he suspended? We find out this week, next week. That's all. Okay. So that could the investigation being wrapped is presumably a precursor to the suspension, suspension punishment, right. whatever ends up coming down the pipeline from that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. That's that's good to know coming up. And we've got one more spot left open in our dynasty, or excuse me, our best ball tournament over there on Underdog. So working through FB therapists while we wait for that last spot to fill up where we jump into another draft. Uh, He pairs Deshaun Watson up with Justin Fields. He's going to have a fast set of quarterbacks. That's exciting. And then Mac Jones as some depth. At the running back position, he gets DeAndre Swift in the third. To pair with him, he's got Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, and J.K. Dobbins. Really high ceiling from these 25 and under running backs that he's got. Like that from the win-now standpoint. And do like it uh, for the shelf life. Hope Travis Etienne comes back at full strength from that Liz Frank foot injury. At the wide receiver position, to pair along with Jamar Chase, he's got Amari Cooper, who I think is really underdrafted. Right now, I think Cooper, who yeah. all he does is get a thousand receiving yards, no matter who his quarterback is, no matter which team he plays for. It can be the Raiders. It can be the Cowboys. We'll see if it can be the Browns. But I think that he is really underrated, especially now getting Deshaun Watson at the quarterbacking position. We all remember what he was able to do with DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. Because Deshaun over there Watson, everything aside, is Deshaun Watson the best quarterback Amari Cooper is going to play with? Yes. Dak Prescott or, uh, or Derek, Derek Carr? Carr. Derek Carr, yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. So, yeah, just to echo some of the points you're saying there, Austin, about, you know, yeah, in a dynasty, you'd be like, okay, maybe he's only got a couple years left of, you know, of the peak performance. But, I, you know, I think he's the type of player running routes on the outside that could, you know, have great longevity with with a Watson going forward. Yeah, so I really like Cooper. I think he's being slept on. I think he's a strong wide receiver too, but people are drafting him like a three minus. Yeah. And Darnell Mooney, Brandon Ayuk, Johan Dotson, Kadarius Tony. I like this depth. I think Ayuk is in like for a post-hype breakout season. I like the chance of that. Mooney and Fields showed really nice rapport. Allen Robinson's gone. I don't think it's going to have an impact on Mooney. It, I think it might actually be a good thing for him. And um, Tony, you get him late there for a reason, but he was taken in the first round just last year. And we you know, we talked about Dotson and the upside that he brings. You're getting him really late down here. So this, to me, from the FB therapist, is a, a very solid draft. Uh, he's coming in here saying my team is a bit – Bit too boomer bust, got the double stack, was sniped multiple times. Yeah, I like the upside, though, you bring. And I think your floor is is actually pretty good, too. It's it's hard. I'll ask you guys. Draft grades for the FP Therapist. Are you looking for a dime? Because you found one. I I love this team. I think it's, I think yeah. it's really good. Yeah. yeah. There is some concern with the running back group there, but there's also a really, really high ceiling with that running back group. So um, that would be my only concern on this team. I mean, Deshaun Watson could not play this whole year. Yeah. And they would be, then this would be bad. But oh, we got a full, we got a full, but we got a full room. Travis, draft grade on FB therapist. We got, yeah, I was trying to, I was thinking like ceiling of an A, floor of probably a C. He probably belongs as a B here. I think that's a good grade for it. Um, maybe that's a political answer here. I, I worry about fields like he flashed some good stuff last year, um, but I think they did not do anything to help him. Um, and I just I'm, I'm not 
sold that he could be the answer, and neither are the Bears. So, Saboteur. so I, yeah, sab- they are sabotaging him in a big way. And then, of course, Johnny talked about Watson being out, but not just that. Like uh, the wide receivers outside of Chase, there's not a guy you absolutely love. Um, and maybe you don't need that. Maybe you can play the yeah. matchups, but um, you know, I, that's why, I, that's why I think it's just transfers. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's fine team. I think it's a B. I think it's good. All right. I, I'm going to go a little high thing. I think he was right saying that it's, it's a boomer bust mm-hmm. team. Well, we are going to boom now over to our other draft here. We got Brokow on the clock. As we're getting started, so the rest of Whisper Nation who participated in our Sleeper Mock Draft, uh, wish we could have gotten to more draft grades, have to jump over here to the best ball tournament, but I'm not sorry about that because I freaking love these things here. Oh, you got second, Austin. You're on. The- I got second. Oh, and look at me. Me, Abby over here at the end. Travi going to be sniping my players. Trying to, trying to keep me from getting a stacked team, dude. You know, we were sitting here but talking about CMC work. and the sleeper, and I was like, "Oh man, I hope I get a pick so I can take CMC." I don't think he's gonna make. Uh, got me some. Not, got me some CMC stoke on this. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's happening. Him up. It's not Happy happening, th- Peter. Underdog is great, says the football yes, therapist. We agree. I love it so much. I keep just losing money on basketball all the time. And I still love this. I can't. I just got to make sure I keep a little bit in my account before we get to football, so I don't have to stack it back up before then. But goddamn, dude, <laughs> it's, it's uh, been looking tough. forward to football, so we can stack it back up because basketball. Damn, you could have told me if you would have said, "Oh, you know, if the Suns lose by forty, uh, I'll give you a million dollars." I would be like, "Yeah, I'm not taking that bet because, like, there's no way that's happening." And yeah, Johnny and I are Suns fans, and we're looking for our soul. We're looking for a lot of things after last night's decapitation. Uh, we got a dumb divide yesterday. I, we got uh, our- was watching the game. I saw the lead creep up, and then I was looking through Instagram stories, and I saw Johnny's story said, never fear, game time is here, and I just went. Yeah. God bless Johnny. And bless and they me. didn't fear. Dallas <laughs> didn't fear. And yeah. so they, they did whatever they wanted there, so. Big Travi here drafting sixth in this best ball Don't tournament. He it. takes Jamar uh, Chase and Stefan Diggs. You want to walk, walk us through a little bit of the Jamar Chase best ball snag? I just think Jamar, this is the perfect tournament for or the ter- perfect style for Jamar uh, Chase. I think right. T Higgins is like a consistency guy in that. Yeah. Off. And Jamar Chase is a guy that's going to pop when they get when they have a four touchdown game. When Burrow has a four touchdown game, I think you could bet he's got two or three um in that game and so i think that's just why and then stefan diggs is a guy that i think the industry is a little bit lower than they'll end up on him tell me why stefan diggs doesn't have a a case to be the number one wide receiver in all of fantasy last year josh allen took a couple uh steps back as far as metrics are concerned some you know deep ball completion percentage some advanced metrics that he was not the best at and he still was the number one qb overall if the run game gets a little bit more going, if these other wide receivers help balance the offense out a little bit, I mean, if if, if Stephon Diggs gets 25% of the target market share in this offense, I think he's a guy that's going to finish as, as a top three wide receiver. So, so let me, I'm really let me in ask, on Diggs. I want to ask you guys, Mika, and this isn't, I don't know this for certain, just something I've been thinking about. The If you look at what the Buffalo Bills did in the offseason – Right. They 
let go of their receivers for the most part. They did draft a receiver. They got one receiver, but um, Sanders is gone. Uh, you know, Travis boy, Beasley gone. He did go out and pick up OJ Howard. Jameson. They have, they have said that they wanted to, uh, okay. So they have Crowder. That's right. Um, but they did say that they wanted to run all a little bit more. Do you think they use two tight end sets more often this year because of that? And it happens, obviously, you're not worried about digs at all. Um, Gabriel, you're still interested in that. But it would be a huge downside for uh, at Josh Allen. And it could be an uptick, finally, for the running backs. That's, you know, kind of what we're looking for. If it's an honest question, no, I you would need such a dramatic shift in play style to make a real impact over there. And the Bills are looking like the best team in the AFC. I don't think they change a lot of their game plan. I don't see we see a lot of shifts in formations. I think they just probably just try to run the ball a little bit more. Yeah, here here's my thing. Like they were like plus between plus seven percent. And plus fifteen percent above league average in plat and pass rate in neutral game script, in game script where they were down, and in game script where they were ahead. They fucking love to throw the ball. They're not going to stop right. that, and they win games by doing it. They didn't lose that game uh, because they threw the football. They lost that game because they didn't win a what? coin toss. I mean, one which the rule has been changed one, now, hey, and they one can't could stop. argue they keep the ball away from pass by running it enough, dude. No. That's where and, hey, back in my day. Yeah. And we, we okay. Play the smirk you're speaking through says it all. Okay, the Boomer. You, if you think that's how you win in the football in the National Football League, keep running the football and keep up, doing dude. it. That's not how you, you do it. Up. Okay, that's not yep. how you do it. You you do it by passing, and they do it better than anyone else, or at least more um, more frequent than anyone else. Maybe not better than anyone else. But my point is, is like to Austin's point, there would have to be a dramatic shift, uh, an injury to Stephon Diggs. Um, you know, a uh, couple injuries in the wide receiving core, uh, just complete uh, devastation like the Ravens last year in their running back core. Or, you know, some of these things to change, or maybe that wouldn't do it, but like some of these things to change the identity. You need something to, sh- to rock the identity. And so far, there's nothing they've done other than maybe you could say Josh Allen taking hits, but, you know, it's the same thing. Like we told, we were told for years that Cam Newton needs to run less and take less hits and it never happened. So I don't think that it's going to happen in Josh Allen's case. And I think that honestly, he's a better quarterback than, but I think, a, I think a big passer that Josh Allen was. Hmm? No, yeah, yeah. Cam Newton, Cam was, never Newton was never the passer that Josh right. Allen was. Yeah. Yeah, so, so even if his running does about, slow down a little bit, then he's gonna he's gonna throw up more. But I think not, that the bigger, about, but for me, it's not about uh, whether or not like him slowing down the running. It's no it has to do everything with them keeping him healthy. Is, right, it's not about but they do don't, think they don't have any reason slower. They don't have any reason to 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 like if you look at the Chiefs, right? Remember when when Pat Mahomes got hurt on that QB sneak. Then they then they might have a reason to like change their identity and change the way the the, the way they run their offense. There's no reason yeah. for them to do that. I think yeah. a big signifier when you're talking here about yeah, Johnny it makes a lot of sense for them to decrease the amount of times Josh Allen is rushing the ball, especially as he gets older. He's 25 years old right now, which is like crazy young for a guy who feels like he's been in the league for like four or five years. But, you know, so he's he's probably got a couple more years of this brutal style of, you know, basically playing quarterback, like 
through a linebacker's mentality. So he can scope that down, and it probably makes a lot of sense for them to do so. Asking right now if they're going to run the ball more, well, they did draft a running back, and they drafted like the pass-catching running back there in James Cook, right? Like They didn't pick up one of these bruiser-type backs. They picked up a guy who's presumably going to be catching a lot of screen pass and playing some wide receiver out from the halfback position. So I don't see them shifting personnel a lot to change their game plan. I think they actually the personnel they picked up fa- factors in well to a pass-heavy offense. That's what I saw from the Bills coming out. I got to make my pick now. Okay, I, I'm not saying that they are not going to because you it's – it's not like they cannot pass out of a two tight end set. They definitely can. I mean, the New England Patriots, that's how they won their two of their Super Bowls that way. So, like, that's the – I'm saying that just because they bring that type of set, that that automatically means they are going to run a little more. I'm not I'm, – I'm saying that if they're running that kind of beefier set, maybe their run game is more productive. And then as a result, that is – because I'm not – when you're talking about uh, – let me just ask you this. If Josh Allen's rushing touchdowns because he, he gets eight every year, if that goes down to four, is he still – where does that drop him in quarterback rankings? That just gets cut, cut down in half. You're just saying you're going from eight rushing touchdowns down to four. That's a big, that's a big gap for fantasy football and where you're finishing at as a quarterback. Do you Yeah, four less touchdowns? Sure, but like I don't have enough in in what they've done and what he's done in his career to be like, "Oh yeah, I expect that dip, you know, 50% drop in rushing touchdowns to happen." I do not expect it to happen. They can tell me till they're blue in the face that they want to run more and then not go pick up any running back other than a sub receiving back right like that's who they got in the draft they didn't go get down on the you know they didn't go get uh they didn't go beef up and get they didn't even like pick up a mike davis or anybody like that they still have the same running backs on the roster that are guys that are like okay we don't care if you're inefficient at being a a, you know a pure running back that's fine with us because guess what you're on the clock um did I just draft? Yeah, yes. you just you got AJ Brown. AJ wow, Brown. all the way in the seventh, dude. Yeah, That's a steal. Travis and Johnny just made a deal in our Dynasty Whisper League. Travis picked up AJ Brown from Johnny, along with Mark Andrews, in what was a very exciting trade. Mark Andrews. Yeah, dude. dude I like so the many Kittle people. Pick, so many people have uh, opinions on our trade. Stay out to the football therapist. Happy to join. Try to pop in when I can. Good stuff as always. Much love. Appreciate your therapist. Check out the fantasy football therapist. Great guy. Great analyst. Great member of the community. Travi, I love the George Kittle pickup at tight end. Yeah, I'm I'm in on Kittle, man. I think he's just absolutely – and in best ball. Like, I think that's where you want to take a guy like Kittle even more. Um yeah, it'll be interesting. I think that, you know, Johnny, you make an interesting point. It's something we want to happen maybe in a fantasy community. We've been wanting it for years, you know, to get a running back, a sustainable running back in Buffalo. I just, you know, I think we're dealing with a guy. I got to look this up. I got to vet this. But Ian Harditz was saying that Vic has 30, for Vic had 36 rushing touchdowns and Josh Allen has 31 already. Um, in his whole career, I gotta look it up. 
I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to botch this, but that's what we're dealing with is like, you, you want the running back. Maybe you want the touchdowns to drop, but it's like, yeah, 31 rushing touchdowns in his career. And Vic had, I'll be honest. I'm, I would be more surprised that Vic only had 37 rushing touchdowns in his career. He did go to prison. So that stopped him I, from uh, having I, a full yeah, career. Yeah, 36 total. Wow. His whole career. So that's, wow. again, so that's what we're talking about as far as proficiency uh, at the rushing. You know, he's just a weapon for them. He's a weapon than more than any other running back will ever be on that you, team. You know what else he is? That's in the red that. zone. An expensive asset too. That's yeah, but part of that asset is doing that. Dollars too. Part of being the asset is rushing the touchdowns in, Johnny. That's right. part of but, why you want to pay him that much money. I, I do, but at the same time, I also don't want to keep putting him in that position because I understand I've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, and all it takes is one. Oh, I only got thirteen seconds. Left. I see what you're trying to do, trying to get me off game, so I don't, I don't smash my guy juju which i'm still yeah, gonna do fine. here yeah oh that is fine. here oh yeah Brees hall i was looking at him last round that's a pretty good one no you weren't you know johnny you talk about the decrease in rushing production from josh allen and i and i think honestly i think it makes a lot of sense for the bills to decrease the amount of times the man is rushing the ball what i also see though is josh allen is one of the best deep throw passers we have in the nfl they're getting better and better weapons around. And Josh Allen, you know, 37 touchdowns, passing touchdowns in 2020, 36 passing touchdowns last year. I'm not surprised to see Josh Allen put together an MVP caliber passing portfolio this year, break 40 touchdowns, break 4,500 passing yards like he did last year. And then, hell, you know, cut his rushing touchdowns, get him three rushing touchdowns and like 400 rushing yards, which would be a huge reduction in last year. And he's still going to be right up there in that. I, I think he has some more room ahead in terms of passing production, which, you know, the guy is still, like I said, he's 25 years old. He's got one of the best arms in the NFL, and the weapons are only getting better as Gabriel Davis develops more and more, and Stefan Diggs' prime is still right in front of us. Like, I think Josh Allen has an MVP season, and I think most of that is through his arm this year coming up. At least I hope so after I traded a bunch of picks to pick him up in Dynasty. We'll see. We'll see. It is interesting, though. Like Johnny's point is like even even to Austin's point, if it's mostly through his arm, and he is MVP, that it doesn't necessarily mean that he's worth the, you know, QB one overall, you know, draft pick. Like he could fall to like QB five. But I think there's just like there's too much showing that Buffalo wants to do this. Like they are the model child for doing what it takes to surround your quarterback with what you know what you need to they have done that since you know people were calling josh allen a bust and they said hold on a second let's surround him with all this talent you know let's put a, a good defense you know the, on the other side of the field and you know i just did think you they, call josh allen a bust i did not know but good. some people uh I don't know if I called him a bus. I, I did. I do remember like saying that he's aggravating to watch play because he would make amazing throws and then throw a pick the next play. But no. Ronald saying he ran between the twenties more than the goal line. Talking about Mike Vick. I see. Yeah. He's saying. I was looking up because Travi, before we made our deal, I was looking up some Josh Allen history 
uh-huh. on this side and the PFF side, Josh Allen was like way down for their um, expectations. Like it was the same year as Baker, right? Like Baker was the number yeah. one quarterback taken that year. I, I, off the top of my head, I think that Josh Allen, at least per pro football focus was like the sixth or seventh quarterback that they had on their big board. He, he wasn't now. And I read, yeah, the and I read the details. Was- they're like, he's got a huge arm. He's got raw. Like- he was raw. Yeah. Like he had a massive arm. He went to a small school and they yeah. just said, well, look, you know, it's kind of like, I'm not calling Trey Lance, Josh Allen, but that's where we're kind of at with Trey Lance. It's like, he's raw. He has all these abilities. You, you like some of what you saw in, you know, brief amounts, but you know, I, I just think it's interesting to look at because Johnny's made this case too. And uh, Drew Locke was the bat, like the negative example of this. But Drew Locke's numbers through the first two years and Josh Allen's were very similar. Mm, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Daniel Jones and Josh Allen have very similar uh, numbers through their first. Two is this years, the break? So. Is this the Daniel Jones to Josh Allen breakout season? The, yeah, it could be. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we're, we have run. We hey, have, we the, have the GM and a coach from the regime that did it. So that's definitely. And, um, and he knows, dude, if it doesn't work out about. this time, he's out the floor. No more. No more. Joni lo- loves Chachi. So. <laughs> well, who's, who's Joni and who's Chachi and what happened in their romance? That's, that's for you to figure out. That's, uh, that's trying to, bro. Yeah. You got to do some investigating on that one. I'll, I only can give you so much, you know. I like but, but Josh Allen. I think I do think Josh round or Danny Dimes. I mean, is very uh, yeah. What round are we in? Is a good question. We are in round thirteen, and we've got eighteen total rounds in our five dollar best ball draft. Thank you, Austin. Thank Denata. you. The you're, crazy a gen- little- you're a gentleman and a scholar, and I promise not to pass it around to Whisper Nation. Okay. Ronald saying, look how fast people turn on Trevor Lawrence. We're not turning on Trevor. We worked on last year as a mulligan, the Urban Meyer mulligan season for Jacksonville. I won't lie. I mean, I'm turned. I'm turned you, on him. Really? I don't think he was. Uh, I, I, well, I I did. And to overrated this, coming out of Clemson. I, I do. He reminded me. He get, And in a sense, you kind of see it with Kyler right now. Is the same kind of situation. You, They have been. They are so used to just dominate dominant performances oh being the best athlete always being always in control all of these things and then you get to the nfl and it's like oh no they're all this way yeah this is a pool of all professional athletes that uh, are all to that level and and it bothers him and at least that's what i think forget trevor lawrence for a second all right the quarterback i am most fascinated with trying to figure out if they're good or not is going to be zach wilson like Zach Wilson has no more excuses. They've literally surrounded him with so much talent. Even the offensive line should be much improved. The defense is, is picking up. It's a fantasy friendly or at least a QB friendly offense. If you go back to Shanahan, I mean, Shanahan put in guys like CJ Beathard into this offense and, and it, and it did things, you know, and he did things. So, so much so that Beathard, they were getting second round, Boy, uh, you yeah, wish they, they had yeah. that. Yeah, I wish they had that back. So I, I, I Zach Wilson, like Trevor Lawrence. Yes, I, he's the prodigy and like the, the all-world you know prospect he was supposed to be. Um, he'll get. I'll give him another Urban Meyer pass. That's that's fine. We'll give him the Urban Meyer pass this year. See what happens. But Zach Wilson's the one I really want to see. Um, and I that whole Jets team is exciting. So, it's just so many things that can be unlocked if Zach Wilson is good, and then so many you know. If you look at dynasty and the ripple effects of careers that are tied to Zach Wilson being good, like 
you know, Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, even Elijah Moore, like can Eli- can he sustain Elijah Moore and Braxton Berrios? Yeah, yeah, of course, dude. Everybody's Boy. questioning Braxton Berrios, Corey Don't Davis, question him. who probably won't be there after next year, but still, like all these different, you know, um, fissures and, and branches off of the Zach Wilson narrative. I think that's that's one of the ones that's fascinating to me, like. Because I was talking to Johnny the other day, uh, and it's like, I loved Zach Wilson's film, but what you see is like BYU was playing nobody. So maybe he just, you know, they had a great offensive line. So maybe he just looked great because of the competition. We've also said, you know, like sometimes watching film on quarterbacks is like not as revealing. Right. It's like watch a guy play catch. Wow. He really threw that ball. You're watching a kid and their dad. You're like, they can do it too. But. (laughs) I am excited about the Jets very much, though, Travis. The team that I can't say the Jets and not think about is, to me, what looks like their NFC counterpart, perennially bad, but with a lot of exciting up-and-coming pieces. It's the Lions. They've oh, got, man. with Amon yeah. Ross both and Brown, nailed, Both nailed the draft. DeAndre Swift. Yeah, but I, I'm God way more excited. Yeah, I'm excited way more for the Lions. Because you are the Jets, really? Yeah, because Goff, dude. Goff is Goff. He's, he's been to a Super Bowl. We, we love to joke about Jared Goff and give him shit, but he, which way does the sun rise? Yeah, he puts, Travis. Yeah, I got it. Hold on. You got it. I know you were going really long on your Jared Goff love there. So I yeah, just, no, I really was. There's a lot to love. I appreciate Jared, you pulling yeah. me back in. Yeah. I, I did. Like seen- I did say that first uh, startup dynasty. Uh, I know that we just had done one. Um, but we had a buddy that was in one yesterday and I was telling him because he was, you know, a bunch of people were taking super flex or were taking their, I'm like, dude, just wait. And I was like, you'll get Jared Goff as your second quarterback. And I was like, and you'll be just fine. Like as your super flex quarterback, but end up Goff ended up in taking lions and the jets. <laughs> yeah. But I like, okay. Yeah, I like teams can suck. If you had Michael Carter, he, he probably got you to the playoffs last year. If you invested in Amon Ross St. Brown, you were probably pretty happy. So miss me with the, it's just the lions and the jets because we take every team into consideration when we're playing fantasy football. You have to, you're missing. And if you don't, yeah, you're leaving players underneath the rocks. Hey, I love what I'm, this is whisper nation. What you're hearing is the most wonderful growth happening in front of your very eyes by the one, the only big Travi, because this guy not that long ago was saying, listen, I don't want DeAndre Swift because he plays for the lions. And now he's full aboard. He's on that bandwagon, baby. I might have to get him a DeAndre Swift jersey to hang up in the back of his wall because he's he's well, seen I mean, I dra- I drafted, all aboard. Let's I drafted. Go. Uh, I love it. I love it. I think I drafted Swift here. Yeah, I did. You did. I know you're taking. All I mean, the money. I thought you were going to take him on. That's why I I'll had to grab him, him real quick. On. I mean, look, in Swift's range of outcomes, RB one is there. RB one overall is in Swift's range of outcomes. I believe it. I just, you know. We'll see. I, I don't believe it's going to happen because of the Lions. So I guess you're right. <laughs> but uh, you yeah. love Swift. I love. Swift. I love Swift. Johnny, you love I Swift. Love. You put your whole fantasy football reputation on the line and I put want, it in the I'm hands of you guys. Of what does that John mean? Uh, what does that even mean? Like he put his whole reputation. What happened? I get, I what happens if Swift Swift. sucks? Do you re- like? I want to get the your whole reputation. Your whole reputation's gone, dude. Yeah, basically. You want to get you want to get DeAndre Swift what like on the show? I want it. We're gonna we'll have oh yeah as a guest on the show. That is one of my uh, personal goals because I just 
but you guys no, are gonna have to hold it. You guys are gonna have to hold me back. Let me talk so for you. Keep yeah, your jaw because yeah, I might I might start just jabbing or jib jabbing and, and going off my long tangents. Jib jabbing. And, and then this guy's gonna be like, I I never want to go back on that show ever again. So we're coming to the last round of our best ball startup, and from a football side of it. We're still just going for upside, right? Is there any little tidbits or any little tricks that you think Whisper Nation would benefit from knowing here? At the I like end? taking, uh, especially in best ball, I like taking Gronk this late here mm. uh, in the 16th, just because there's a lot of belief that Gronk just hates training camp and hates doing like, mm-hmm. remember, this is the guy that like filmed mm-hmm. himself doing the different workouts just so that he wouldn't have to do them. Um so uh, I think that Gronk, this is a, a discount on his ADP, whereas if we're doing this best ball draft, you know, in July and August when he's, like, said, I'm back, like, I think, you know, that's going to be higher ADP. So just somebody to keep in mind in the later rounds, I think. Um, and and to, on the opposite side of that, right, is the only real other tight end other than the rookies that they drafted for uh, Tampa Bay right now is Cameron Brait. So Cameron Brait on the opposite token of like, hey, yeah, like don't do it in every draft, but taking Cameron Brait, you know, right now could be such a benefit because nobody else is going to have Cameron Brait and mm-hmm. he'll be the number one tight end for Tom Brady. We always like that. Uh, and that's if if Gronk does decide, hey, you know, I'm actually done. I don't I don't want to do this anymore. Z wants in on the next best ball. You got to please in here. go. Yeah. Yeah. So we do. These- yeah, please. Every Monday, and we're going to drop the link at the end of our sleeper mock draft. And would absolutely love to have you in on yeah, next we'll get, week, Z. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll send it to you on the yeah, we'll, we'll DM you that one before. We're going to slide in, Z. We'll yeah. slide right. into those DMs. So we have our – actually, let me see here who – I get to see this on the mobile side. The person projected to lead in points by – just 76 more projected points. Excuse me, 74.8 projected more points. He edges me out. Brocal 43 is supposed to have the best wow. team on this one. He takes Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford like that. Running backs got three of them. A little thin, but they're good ones. Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, Clyde Edwards, Alaire. Really loads up on the wide receiver room here. Dang. Yeah. It's a good idea. It's not a bad idea here. Picks up a lot. Interesting strategy on this, actually. Just three. Running backs is what it's two that you got a slot, and so his probably his flex is never going to be a running back. But like that's okay. Yeah, actually, interesting, interesting strategy on this one. And then we'll throw out what's the lowest projected one on this side. That's Johnny Game Time Hicks, the one and only. He is projected to come in with three thousand three hundred and forty-one. Major, got, major difference. We've got Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, and Tua Tagovailoa. This is quarterbacks. You got some more running backs. And Brocal does. You got Najee, Nick yeah, Chubb. 17 Zico. more. <laughs> yeah. And it gets it out at wide receiver. So the projections at least really like the wide receiver load. We'll end up seeing how it works out on the backside. That's going to be really fun. We've got it's a ton be of so these best fun ball to drafts. go through these. Yeah. Because we've got so many. These. We're going to have yeah. like 20, 30 best ball drafts by the time That's the. Cool, dude. You should show them. Who's got the screen here? Is it? I don't. Oh, Austin, you do? Austin, 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 show. Click that exposure right there. So when you're using best ball and you're doing all these tournaments with us, they'll show you who oh, yeah. you're most exposed to. So yeah. Oh, really? See, yeah. Austin, yeah. Uh, Austin, you've got a f- in 50% of your drafts, you've gotten Dawson Knox. So some of these guys that you're uh, exposed oh to. Yeah. Wow. So it's your tendency. Yeah, so dude. it's kind of cool we- to look at so that you can then build slips and, and rosters, maybe 
on the anti side of who you're exposed to. So that way you can kind of get in. Why does it just have two teams? You know why that is there? Uh, We've done more than that. Yeah, you should have more. Maybe this is like for this specific format. It could be that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think it is. We've done $3 ones, $5 ones. Yeah, so this is just your two $5 ones. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's right. Because this is the second $5 one that we've done. Yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, it's also good and nice and handy for, you know, when we do our our redraft leagues and we can take a snapshot of all of of Austin's favorite guys. So we actually haven't drafted anybody twice. I've only drafted everybody here once because this is just well, two in the five. Well, yeah. don't well, don't look at mine then because I've got some exposures of a hundred. Oh, Z with another tip here too. I like to rename my drafts with the dates I drafted them, so I can come back and see where I got the best value. This oh, is all- that's so good smart. idea, dude. Good love stuff. this. Z coming Thank through. You. That is Our a boy. How do we do that? We need to get. Can we, we'll yeah, work on that in the post. Yeah, we gotta we gotta work on that one. But that's a that's a great. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well done, well done, and well done to us. Well done to Whisper Nation for jumping in here. Well, we'll find out who we give a well done to on the backside of this football best ball draft at the end of the year. But boys, we got through another mock draft Monday. Big shout out here to Z Ronald Kala Scott, uh, the football therapist, uh, Freak Stomper. Pizza Belly, uh, Don Flick, yeah, Don Flick, what's up? Yeah, Man, Jay coming in for a little bit. Oh, great Ooh. to have everybody here. Really makes the day also, kick ass. Yes. Also, boys, just wanted to update with Nation, let and as well as us get us a little bit of hype. Though we asked for this is our goals moving forward is one new subscriber per episode. One new, just one, one, just one. And we got it. We hit it last on on last show. Now, granted, I don't know if it happened today, but hopefully it will. We'll find out if we did. We'll celebrate it then. Yeah. So we got one last time. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. And we've got some Patreon giveaways coming up this month. Isn't that right, Johnny? Travis? Yeah, we have a couple of them. Yeah, we got a a place to make up here. But uh, we've got some stuff we're excited to to you know get out there and give away to you we also have a few guests lined up in the pipeline from the fantasy football community excited to get those people on the show and drop some new knowledge on you guys names you might recognize some names that might be a little familiar but some really great people that we've got queued up and excited to bring your way whisper nation hell yeah any closing thoughts nope all right on behalf of johnny game time hicks big travi i'm austin sir we're the fantasy whispers we're out of here Peace. Peace. Right here. Hey, you like mock drafting? So do we. Check out one of our previous mocks in the videos here and like and subscribe to catch next week's mock draft coming your way.